0: Good evening, Commandos. Squiggles
1: here. Rooster. i Sarge. All well, right, let's guys. Let's get this
0: rolling, then. Yeah,
1: part, totally. So last week's was a little bit unstructured, a little no idea what we were doing. We had no clue where we were going. So this week, we a, wrote up a little bit of a show notes, which we should be including in this. And we've got some ideas of how we're going to structure the show. We think we're going to have three main sections, a banter section just kind of opening up and like, hey, man, what you been doing? A new section that talks about like, this is what's happening in the geeky world right now. And then at the discussion section where we can either have uh, one topic, multiple topics. It all depends on what we get to. Um, Then we'll probably have just some sort of outro. We're like, hey, guys, check this out. Sounds about right. Uh, So for
0: banter today. Well, I don't know Have you guys been doing anything uh i've been working <laughs> no we uh me and you just did the the uh spring hill players that was a lot of fun
1: yeah we had a uh, ghost of kendall um it's not really geeky related but it is life i mean if related. you're a history geek yeah, i guess it's,
0: it's a life related so
1: we're uh in Massillon, ohio where we're from uh kendall was the uh one of the original towns that was founded by thomas and charity roach back in the 1800s uh you guys really care i know about that but uh we got to play uh, different uh, historical perspectives I talked about a slave catcher. Uh, Spring Hill was a site on the under, on the Underground Railroad and has one recorded slave catcher that came through the area. So I was able to talk about that piece of history, and you were the... I was the
0: Owenites, which were a group founded by Robert Owen, and he was very, uh, very much trying to destroy poverty at the very base level. Commies,
1: right? Yeah, sure. Damn dirty commies. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, but that was a lot of fun. We got to go out, got to meet some people, got to, you know, just... Have some fun with the community today. So that was that was a cool thing to do.
1: Yeah, I like going out. I like I really like working with Spring Hill. It's always been a really good time. I'm glad we were able to finally get you up to the house for once. I was so glad to do it too, because like
0: because of my work schedule, I don't get to do it, and I was I've always wanted to, and finally got the chance.
1: So it was a good time, and hopefully there'll be more in the future. Mm. We had a big dinner at Applebee's. So many appetizers. So many
0: Applebee's. If you want to sponsor this. We're totally okay with that.
1: Yeah, yeah We'll uh, <laughs> we'll make the sponsorship for you guys. <laughs> Keep the chicken tenders a sliding <laughs> and the sliders chicken
2: tenders. <laughs> uh, uh, what have you been up to, Sarge? Uh, i other awesome. have been working. So, mostly been playing on the games on my app. That's about it.
1: All right. Um, I mean, yeah, I haven't really done much else. Uh, we got a game of. Oh, God, we just played Joking Hazard. I was like, what did we just play? Yeah, we, we played Joking Hazard, which is a fun little game. Yeah.
0: Cyanide and Happiness game.
1: Uh, I got a chance to play Welcome 2, which is a roll and write where you're trying to build a little community. Uh, it's like the 50s, and you're an architect, and you're trying to build up the community. Uh, it's pretty cool. I had a really good time. We had no idea what we were doing. Uh, it's weird being called a roll and write because it's all deck-based. Huh. So instead of actually rolling dice and doing whatever, you reveal like three cards and then there's three other cards that like make combos like, you know, four biz or like five, uh, I don't know, like realty and crap like that. And you just you build this little community and sometimes you get like swimming pools and parks and it was a really good. I actually really enjoyed it. Like I'm not describing it very fun, well.
0: It sounds like a lot of fun, though.
1: but I really enjoyed it. it's called Welcome to um, I think it's, I can't remember what the game company is. I love my I card though, because so. like the back of my player card, it was like Blue Cocker, and of course I'm laughing. and I'm like, God, <laughs> nah, I'm just a schoolboy,
0: aren't we all? Uh, I've actually been getting to play some D and D. My sister's running a game on uh, Roll Twenty, so that that's been a lot of fun. Uh, I don't get to play very often, so that that's been cool. I get to uh, I'm playing a Tiefling Warlock and uh, I've, I'm playing a Hexblade Warlock, so I'm getting to, to dabble in the magic a little bit in the DD world.
1: I can dig that. I've never really played a Warlock. I've always been more of a Barbarian kind of yeah, guy.
0: apparently they're kind of strange. They only have uh, a couple of spell slots f- for each level. They don't retain their spell slots, per se, um, and they cast everything automatically at the highest level they can. So, That's kind of interesting. Yeah, it's it's an interesting twist on the magic aspect.
1: Yeah, I don't know much. Honestly, I don't know much about the Warlock class, I've, uh, yeah I'm a barbarian. I, I was a rogue last time. I really enjoyed that. And I've been working on a monk. Are you 5e? 5e, yep. All right. We're, Homebrew we're, campaign?
0: Uh no, we're run, we're running through the Storm King's Thunder. I think that's what it's called. I it's, don't know one, that it's one it's one of the mods that, that Okay. Uh but my sister wanted to start with that because she's never she's never DM'd before. and She wanted to get a chance to So if that goes well, she's given us a little bit of homebrew in it Mm. with with some of my powers, some of the other characters' weapons, uh, stuff like that. So if it does well,
1: she could probably write her own campaign and go from there. That's always, I've always been so scared to try to write my own campaign. Yeah. That's why we're doing I mean, I've played D&D god forever. I've played second, third, 3.5, we don't talk about 4. <laughs>
0: <laughs> what not? See, I I only ever got into D&D in 5E. So why don't we talk about 4?
1: Uh well, 4 was they tried to streamline it and it just didn't work. Like they got a lot more they got out of the theater of the mind aspect, which I mean, a lot of people Really enjoy. Sorry, we got a weird pop up over here, guys. All right, I fixed it. Um, they got out of like the theater of the mind, and it was like here's mini combat, and they really focused on like the miniatures combat before. Mm-hmm. And it just, it didn't feel like their hearts were in it. That was one of my things. Like three had some good adventures. Three, five had great adventures. Four just, I don't know. I didn't really feel like the lore was there. The support didn't really feel like it was there. I think it was in a tumultuous time in the community. Um, Five, I really enjoy. I feel like they streamlined it, but they made it so I can still enjoy. I'm a theater of the mind guy. I don't use a lot of minis when I play.
2: Uh, What about you, Sarge? Uh, it's been a while since I played any kind of d and I gotta miss it. I usually just used to play like the warrior class and what warrior class and night class. Not too good with the spells because they're way too many and I'm like too much information at once.
1: Well, you play, um, you play Pathfinder. Is that what you're playing over at Balls? Yes. Well, used to. Yeah, and Pathfinder is 3.5 <laughs> if I'm correct. I've never actually played Pathfinder.
0: Uh, I haven't either, but I've heard it's a lot of... It's more combat-related and more rules to the combat than DD was.
1: Well, I've ever heard is Pathfinder is 3.5. It's just, you know, you have Pathfinder. Uh, new Pathfinder 2.0 is is 5E. Mm-hmm. And then you've got Starfinder, which I, I don't know if that... I think that's 5E-related. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not the biggest role-player anymore. I would like to play 5E, but I'd also like to give, like, Star Wars a try. And, you know, like, End of the World and the Genesis. There's a lot of stuff I'd like to try yeah. role-playing that... We just don't have a role-playing group.
0: We don't. And that's unfortunate because I know so many of our friends would enjoy doing it. It's just finding the time to do it.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, it's almost impossible to get a group of, like, 20-somethings together. There's yeah. either work or family or, hell. Oh, you know, I've been doing a lot of stuff. I'd really just like to sit at home and sleep. That, and that's em.
0: understandable, too. I know.
1: I mean, God, I'm 30, and I'm like, let's do all this other stuff. And I'm starting to feel being 30. I don't know what 40 is going to feel like, but 30 has been rough.
0: I'm sorry for that.
1: <laughs> I mean nothing to be sorry for. It's my own damn fault. In my twenties, I should have taken better care of myself. Apparently, <laughs> but yeah. So like that's the biggest issue, and it's always been role playing. Like in college, we were able to get the group together once in a while. I mean, you all live together, right? But yeah, ever since then, I mean, hey guys, um, that, I know you well, have and kids and why, all, but that's
0: why my sister was. You know, she lives down in Cincinnati. We're up in Massillon. That's four and a half hours away. Mm-hmm. So when she said, I want to do a campaign, I want you to be part of it. So I'm going to run it on Roll20 and have a bunch of different people. We got someone from Georgia, someone from, I think, uh, we picked up someone in one of the groups from, I want to say, New Jersey. But I'm not entirely certain. I know he's over on the East
1: Coast somewhere. Oh, so you just picked up some Stranger Danger? Kind of, yeah. Are you going to tell them what? Listen to this?
0: Uh, Yeah, I am.
1: All right. This is a special shout out to Stranger Danger from <laughs> Squiggles. So he says he'll give you some bardic inspiration. You're not playing a bard, but (laughs) I'll tell you what. You let your DM know that Rooster says you get some bardic inspiration (laughs) on your next (laughs) roll. I'm like a bard, right? Yeah, kind of. I'm a performer. You are definitely.
0: (laughs) I I actually took the entertainer background. My my character is the Hexblade Warlock, but he is a sword juggler in the
1: circus. So there you have it. Bardic inspiration is coming your way, Stranger Danger. (laughs) Hope you enjoy
2: it. Uh, Let's see. Sarge, you mentioned you're playing some mobile games, huh? yeah well other than pokemon go i've been playing fate go as well
1: fate go uh is that based on the fate stay series yes it is i really like the fate stay i watched the original fate stay night because that's based on the video games right yes so it's an action uh action adventure there's a holy grail war really it's just a chance to get a whole bunch of historical figures together and just kind of beat the shit out of each other if i'm not
2: wrong pretty much and then <laughs> the winner gets the grail and make a wish
1: yeah, it's whatever you want it to be, but usually it's like tainted or something weird.
2: Yeah, it is. Isn't so it, is. like
1: cost a sacrifice
2: or something like that? Well, actually, the sacrifice is all the warriors, the uh, mystic warriors fighting. Oh, is that, that. what the other? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I, I vaguely remember. I watched it maybe 10
1: years ago, nine years ago. Like Fate's Day Night.
2: Yeah, well, basically, the war is, like I said, all the, like, the, the, uh, I keep forgetting how many classes are off the top of my head. They all fight each other. Mm-hmm. And through all that magical energy is gathered up. Okay. Once they're defeated and go back to the plane or whatever they come from, that energy is also stored, which helps create the Holy Grail, which makes the wish. Okay. Yeah. I think one of the things was
1: just, it never hooked me. Like I know it hooked a lot of people. I just, I was like, all right. And there's like a crazy ass timeline where it's like, Hey, some minor spoilers. Maybe I think the first one, fate stay night. It's like Archer is actually the main character in a different timeline
2: Yes, yes. Yeah, like crazy
1: yes. shit like that. Which I mean it's anime, so you're like, oh yeah, that makes perfect sense. But <laughs> yeah. I like I guess I'm too stupid to like dive into
2: it. Well it, it's basically uh him as oh, the subconscious protector of uh mankind itself. And you've lost me again. <laughs> okay, I, basically the magical world uh is trying to just dis- when they deeper into the magic Rit makes the world of more risk of destroying all of humanity and to keep from humanity destroying itself they have these people that subconsciously go around to stop said Action from happening to, yeah. I can and just yeah, feel yeah.
1: my eyes glazing over <laughs> as I'm staring at you trying to explain this to me. Yeah. I, this, I, so,
0: this sounds like a good thing, but it sounds like something you have
1: to play to truly. Maybe understand. or watch better. Maybe I didn't watch it hard enough. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I, I mean, gotta, maybe it's because it's midnight. Maybe let's blame it on that. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: I'm not stupid. I'm not dribbling over here, am I? Well, maybe I'm not explaining it too well. Uh, I think it's a little
1: hackneyed together, let's be honest. It's (laughs) one of those where it's like, hey, here's a fighting video game. Let's make an anime about it. Now let's make some other shit about it. And Oh, let's go back and prequel some shit about it. Now let's make
0: another anime about the video game of the anime.
2: Well, there's a whole different basically story branches of it i mean they can you know, with different ideas with how yeah man the story it's like mortal go. kombat you know at the end of mortal
1: kombat everyone can win mortal kombat once in a while <laughs> be like who's winning cyrax is winning cool and his historian oh man Jax just won and here's what happens if he wins but it's like listen if Jax wins cyrax can't win i think cyrax is one of He's the yellow dude isn't he? i think so. i did not really play a i lot, don't remember i didn't play honestly. a lot of mortal i didn't play a lot I of fighters mortal- i'm terrible at fighting games <laughs> Honestly, oh,
0: I love them. I I'm terrible at them too. I <laughs> I love them. I'm terrible at them though. So I, it's one of those like I usually do pretty badly and give up on them after a few days.
1: I remember. I mean, this goes back probably fifteen, 20, not twenty years. It's when the first uh, Dragon Ball Z Budokai game came out, or it was just uh, Dragon it, Ball Budokai was that fighter. It's
0: probably pushing twenty. years. Yeah,
1: maybe. I remember GameStop had a tournament and I went to it, and I remember I was I was a teenager. And this fucking nine-year-old just kicked my ass. <laughs> like, he was much smaller than me. And he's just like, bam, 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 and he's smashing the buttons. And I, I'm like, I'm uh, trying to smash was the buttons Was there well. anyone
0: else in this tournament?
1: I don't fucking know. Were you in it? I was. Was that the one up at uh by Target?
0: No, this was up okay. by... Okay. So yeah, you, you had me... I thought, because I was about 10 years old playing Mortal Kombat... Or, uh,
1: if Dragon you were the Ball. 10-year-old that kicked my ass, I would have kicked you out of my house. <laughs> like, you'd get evicted right now.
0: Like, fuck it out! Take your fucking cat and get well, out! Well, because I took, I, took, I took and rented the game, because it was out for a week before they had the tournament. So I took and I got my mom to rent the game. Played the game, like, for four or five hours every night. And then the kid that came in and played had never played and literally just stopped in to run a game. And he's like, okay, well, I guess I'll play and I, I completely mopped the floor with him because he had never touched the controller. It'd be
1: fucking hilarious if it was Squiggles. Like I wish we could go back. I, I think wish. it was at the one at Target. I, like no, you know the one my, that was up by yeah. Target at the strip, or not the strip, but um, right there in Belden. Yeah, oh, no, man. this
0: was this was out in 30th Street, out in Canton. Yeah, I
1: sure the fuck didn't go out there. We didn't go into Canton. It's dangerous. <laughs> my fam, my masculine like, We're not going to Canton. <laughs> Belden was like pushing it for us. Oh man, I love that game though. It had that it mode where crazy. you could play as Hercule and you had to beat all oh the other Z Oh my god, that, I forgot
0: about that.
1: that yeah, was right. Because Hercule would be like, oh, "Did I'm you
0: ever? Did you ever find the the hidden Superman? Like in one of the levels, there's a a, a phone booth, and if you knock the phone booth over with one of, with whoever you're fighting against, a little anime Superman pops out and. No, I
1: don't think I ever saw that.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I played that that level or that, that realm every time just to pop the little Superman out of the phone booth. I thought it was hilarious.
1: I mean I enjoy it. I I like Dragon Ball Budokai Budokai was good. Budokai was a fun time. They made like four I think I made three of them.
0: Mm, they made quite a few. Yeah they
1: made a bunch and then they just stopped making them. Well
0: they they started calling <clears throat> it something else after that.
1: Well there's a new one coming out it's gonna be uh I think it's Dragon Ball I think it's Dragon Ball Z Kakarot. Something I don't know like if it's a that. fighter if it's a sandbox or what it is. I'm not really in the video game world anymore. Me either.
0: <clears throat> My I have a PS3. That's how out of the video game world
1: I am. Yeah, Yeah. the biggest issue I have with it is just I have a toddler and he doesn't like he He doesn't sit down. Well, he doesn't sit down, but like he doesn't like obviously violence and big, scary things. We were watching uh, when Castlevania, the second season came out last year. I was uh, behind and I was watching it in, I think, March of this year. And like all the vampires attack town at one point and he just starts screaming in fear because I mean, let's be honest, if you're a toddler, that looks like some scary shit.
0: (laughs) As an adult, that looks like some scary shit. I can't imagine what that is. Yeah, I mean, it was a cool
1: series. Oh, no. Oh, there it is. Sorry, (laughs) our computer just went into like screensaver. I'm like, oh, shit. So, yeah, so he freaked out and uh, we weren't able to watch anymore. Uh, I did finish it. I enjoyed it. I recommend it. It's from Powerhouse. Same people who are doing uh, Kevin Smith's masters of the universe you
0: know it's mm-hmm. weird i watched the first season and fell asleep through the second two episodes or for the castlevania last- yeah it was weird in the and second got- season the first season the uh, second the like i, w- I must have just been really tired. the first season
1: you fell asleep? like shit man it's only like first season's only like an hour four and a episodes. half yeah it's only yeah. four eps yeah.
0: it and the I, first yeah. one's kind
1: of worthless but the other three are pretty cool when he gets to the town and like they do all the shit it's pretty cool That
0: yeah it just
1: feels unfinished the first season did you watch yeah, it castlevania
0: uh
2: uh-huh, depending on which one
1: uh there's only, only one on one. netflix yeah it's no it's just the trevor belmont
2: the con the he was animated right yeah yeah, yeah. that one yeah i saw the whole yeah, that's pretty cool
1: you watched both seasons
2: i'm not sure what season two was season two
1: got really weird it had the um it had the one dude who like would flay himself all the time and then had the other like albino dude who's like i'm gonna make puppies come back to life and it yeah was, like, i saw that one. fucking creepy yeah, necromancer <laughs> Yeah, but it's like, it made no sense. Like the first season had this shit happen. You're like, all right, a well, whatever. Mancer? And then the second, yeah, pupper's mancer pupper's
0: Puppermancer.
1: He's the Puppermancer. <laughs> Rise of the pupper. Maybe that's the episode of this one. Rise He's of the, the Puppermancer. Puppermancer. I like the name. <laughs> no, it was, uh, it was just so weird. And it's like, these guys came in and Dracula was like, fuck humans. I've got two humans and they are my best friends and they're going to do all my work. And it's like, well, what happened to that fuck humans thing, buddy? He's like, fuck humans, but these two can make dead things real.
2: No, it was basically they're raising the, the uh, creating his own foot soldier for the army. Yeah, but wasn't the entire point of the
1: first episode? He's like, you killed my wife. It's going to take one year to raise all these hell beasts, and I'm going to do all these spells. And you're like, oh, cool. He's making hell beasts. So wait, they're not hell beasts. just this fucking Pupner Mancer dude. <laughs> The Puppermancer's just making everything. Is that what happened? Pretty much. Yeah, I'm not going to not refer to him as Puppermancer, by the way.
0: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: <laughs> yeah, I like, I like Puppermancer. Oh, man. So, uh,
0: I like I said, I haven't been watching that. I've been
1: binging, of all things, I've been binging iZombie. iZombie. I-Zombie. Noel really likes that. Yeah. Uh, I like the first season. I watched, I'd say, half of it, at least. I think I finished. Uh, there is a
0: there is an interesting episode in the in the third season, I, I think it's episode nine, and it's a D&D episode. And the, the guy that uh, dies is a dungeon master. So she takes on and takes on the abilities of the Dungeon Master starts rolling dice for everything. And you know, I feel like really I actually good. knew
1: that because Noelle watches it and I'd come in and out because obviously I fucking live with my wife. Right. So I would come in and out and I think I watched, I might have seen at least part of that episode because I remember her rolling a bunch of die and then, yeah, I
0: think I've seen that. It And it's it honestly is a really good episode and I think it's a really good introduction to D&D because... At first, everyone's like, this is such a stupid game. It's for nerds. It's for this. It's for that. And nobody wants to play it. And then towards the end, everybody is epically playing this <laughs> campaign. <laughs> oh
1: and it's goodness.
0: fantastic.
1: I um I like iZombie. I like the books a lot more. I, I mean, I know been- it's one of those classic, like, oh, the books are better. I haven't read the books, and I
0: really want to. I just... I've the, not been
1: able to. The books are really cool. They're really different because she's not named uh, Liv Moore, mm-hmm. which is, I mean, a terrible name, but it First works of so all, well for all, Every shit.
0: single, just about every name in that that show is a is some kind of a pun.
1: Yeah, she's not a pun in that. I can't remember what it's like, Guinevere or something like that. Guinevere, I don't remember. It gets fucking insane. So it's like she's a grave digger and she hangs out with other grave diggers and she's got like a were chihuahua friend or some shit like that. I can't remember what it, I can't remember what the guy is. It's been a while since I've read it. Yeah, but he's not like a werewolf. He's like a were like collie or something like that. She's got a ghost friend and obviously spoilers coming ahead. And it keeps going, and it's only like 28 issues, so it's four volumes, and it gets so insane. At one point, there's a dead president society that's like they're a secret, like, assassin group or something for the government, and like some Cthulhu esque beast is coming, and it's just, it keeps going and going. And it's like my flavor of weird, like, the art's pretty cool. And Sounds just, like it would be my flavor. Of yeah, I think too. you would enjoy it. I have the volumes. They're right over there on the shelf. Man. I will
0: have to check them out at some point because I've wanted to read that book for a long time. Yeah,
1: God, I I read it. I don't know. I think probably four or five years ago when the series started coming out. Yeah. I'm still working at my old job at that point. In that. I just celebrated four years at my current job. So I know it's been a while. So I, I don't remember everything, but it was pretty cool. Like it had, the art was pretty nice. It was really good. It was four volumes. So it was pretty easy to find. I have it all, like I said. So I highly recommend it. Noelle started reading it because I was like, oh shit, she likes the show. Let's get some comics. And she didn't like the comics as much because they're just completely completely different (laughs) but it's it's so quirky crazy but it's like this is awesome like there's like an ancient like i think there's some weird egyptian shit happening in it and like some weird ritual stuff's going on it's like you gotta go okay like she runs away from her parents like she abandons her life because she's like i'm a zombie and i have to abandon my life yeah and my family can't know that i'm a zombie zombies yeah so i i highly recommend it yeah, the thing I don't remember at all but totally like go check it out guys Zombie, it's great you're gonna love it I have a couple random issues of it too oh yeah well when I was buying the volumes I, I shit the bed and I clicked buy now on issue 2 instead of volume 2 nice so I had volume 1 which was like the first I don't know like 7 comics maybe and then I had issue 2 which I already had it was in the first volume I had Oops. yeah it was a mistake but it happens it happens that's kind of the fun part right
0: other that's that, that's the that, fun of hunting.
1: Yeah, I think that's pretty much everything we've been up to. Yeah. I mean, I know we're definitely not in that section anymore, but uh, we probably should get some news now. Yeah. I, uh, I I think the banter went a little long. It did. Oh, we well. went about
0: 25 minutes on that one.
1: <laughs> so, guys, we've scoured the Internet. We found a little bit of news for you guys that we think is interesting or at least worth talking about. Uh, the first one I just think is hilarious. Uh, so in relation to Banned Books Week... Which was last week. Which was uh, last week, the uh, week in nine twenty-three. We have discovered that some Catholic <laughs> schools in Tennessee have banned the Harry Potter books.
0: And my response to this was, "Haven't this? Hasn't this always been the case?"
1: Well, this one is a new ban. Because the Reverend Dan Rehill, I'm sorry if I messed up your name there, Dan. Not sorry, because you're an idiot. Wow, dude, Dude, this is this. Okay, let's let's give the let's give the quote and then we'll let him decide. Well, we will let you decide. Uh, He says that uh, these books present magic as both good and evil. Which is not true. But in fact, a clever deception, the curses and spells used in the books are actual curses and spells, which when read by a human being, risk conjuring evil spirits in the presence of the person reading the text. Now, you see, what's actually even better about it is he goes on to say that he has talked to the best exorcists. (laughs) Yeah, I know, right? The best exorcists in the States and at the Vatican and made the decision that they had to pull the books. And I'm just going to throw it out there right now, guys. If these spells were real, I'd be fucking using a all the time. If you get what I'm saying,
0: (laughs) that's what I mean. This is the dumbest shit I've heard in a long time. Like I I kind of understood when the books first came out, people were mad. They've been out for like 20 years, like 15 years. At least these books have been out. And now you want to ban them
1: because they're (laughs) real.
0: That makes zero sense.
1: Let's just rephrase, though. They're not real. It's a word. They're effect. not real. Like, Absolutely, they are not real. I love JK. I think she might have went on the crazy train a little bit recently with some of her tweets. Uh, Ron's apparently uh, been transgender forever. and I mean, that's cool and all, but w- what? Why? It's just a weird tweet. Yeah. You <laughs> know, and all that stuff. So... I, I think she's off her rocker a little bit, which she's J.K. She'll yeah, come back. which is yeah, well yeah, that's fine. Yeah, like she gave me like I love the books, right? But it's like they're real, they're not real. Oh man, guys, I think there's a secret society of witches and wizards so out there. So does that
0: mean everybody that's gotten the the. Tattoo of the circle, the
1: triangle, and the the wand. They're wizards. Uh, no, it's just the Elder symbol. What was that? So I don't even remember. I, I it was. can't remember what it's called either. The Deathly Hollows. Yeah, oh, I'm the just de- like, hey <laughs> yeah, guys, we love this what, thing. What's seriously? that called? Seriously,
0: <laughs> seriously, this is this is a real thing. Fifteen years later.
1: Yeah, I, it's like if I touched the Dark Mark, if I had that tattoo to my arm, everyone would know. <laughs> Like, I just, you know, you think you're going to have the killing curse? Like, a vodka Yeah Oh, <laughs> Squiggles is still standing here, guys. I'm just letting you know. Just saying. there's there no Flash of Green. Squiggles is still here, safe and sound. Didn't even feel the twinge. I mean, I think that, in general, I think banning books is terrible. Yeah. Like, I like books, and I think banning them is the, is the stupidest thing we can do as a country. Oh, absolutely. Like, maybe... I, you know what? I'm going to say it, man. Like, books shouldn't be banned in general. Like... They open your eyes to different perspectives, even evil books, evil books like Harry Potter. Like, they're fun to read. They make kids want to read. They like they, I got into reading because I couldn't read very well. And my mom started me reading comic books. She's like, hey, here's some comic books. Like, I mean, people were like, "Ban comics, they're bad for kids. Whereas literally
0: I was the exact opposite. I was reading at s- seventh, eighth and ninth grade levels in the fourth grade. And I got so bored that somebody handed me a comic
1: book where the art was what drew me in. Oh man! By that point, I was like reading way above my grade level, but But I started. But I was reading You know, know, yeah. Well, well, I mean, eventually, I did exactly what you mean. Like then you're like, oh cool, the art. Like it gave you something to focus on. Then right,
0: because I I got to the point where I started having trouble focusing on the word. so I would end up reading the same page four or five times and still not comprehending what was going on anymore because I was so done with reading. I mean, so the art hooked me in and was able to keep me going for a long time. And so
1: I was like, why would you ban these books? Like, you didn't, you were a little older than Harry Potter, right, Sarge? Yeah. So you just missed the boat there, (laughs) but... And I was going into, like, fifth grade when Harry Potter came out. Yeah, I would have gotten, I got into Harry Potter, I can tell you right now that it was in the fall of 99. So 20 years, 20 years. Yeah, 20 years. I had, yeah, actually, it's... Uh, November. It'll be November because so I had uh, my fifth grade teacher, Miss Gardner. Hey, I know you're listening, right, Miss Gardner? I mean, we had like five <laughs> views. Um, her name was Miss Gardner. She was super cool. And she would always read after recess, she would read a book. And I remember reading, she was reading Harry Potter and the Chamber, uh, not the Chamber, sorry, and the uh, Sorcerer's Dome. Mm-hmm. And I, sorry, we're a little tired, guys. It's like midnight. We had a lot of technical problems.
2: Yeah. Hooray.
1: So I remember her reading this book and. It was so good. And she would always read one chapter after recess. Uh, she'd cut it in half. It was a long chapter, which always sucked on like some like good long chapters. And it was around Thanksgiving and we finished. And I think we just got to Hogwarts at, like 10, what, 10, 11 year old fifth grade. I'm like, I got to fucking know what happens. <laughs> and I went to her and I was like, I got to borrow this book, please. Please let me. I might have cried. I legitimately might have cried.
0: And that's awesome. I was
1: so and I mean by this point I was already a voracious reader. Like I was already like, you know, like, oh my god, like I want to read all these things. But this one had just hooked me. Like I would always get in trouble. She would be reading stories and I'd get really bored because she read them, in my opinion, slower. Sorry, Miss Gardner. And (laughs) I would rent them from the from the actual public library. Go and be like, mom, I need to get the K. And we'd go out to the library, and we'd get this book, and I'd read it all. Then the next day, I'd be sitting there, and I'd start telling the other kids spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> you were that kid. Well, like, I mean, they'd be like, I wonder what's going to happen. I'd be like, I'll fucking tell you tell exactly you what's going to happen. I can tell you now. And so like, I would tell the story on the playground, and we'd come back in, and she'd be like, oh, let's read. You know, oh, you know, Timothy died. And I'm like, spoilers for the K, by the way. That book's out been out for a while. <laughs> I'm sure you're not reading the K, right? <laughs> Like, and she'd be like, oh my, and you know, she'd be like, she'd be crying. Like she was so emotionally invested in this book <laughs> that uh, when the character Timothy died in the K, she's crying. And every, all the kids are like, oh yeah, that, we knew that was coming. She's like, what the fuck do you mean that you knew it was coming? <laughs> You're like, oh, Chuck told us. <laughs> and that, that was where, that was my first lecture on spoilers. <laughs> 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 it was in fifth grade so well, that was fun that's awesome uh,
0: but see that's awesome that that someone was able to read that book to you and move you so much that you moved you literally to tears
1: to to go i, knew I had to know what was going on so and I, I understand I to, Dude, and i like i, I said it. i remember she lent me the book she goes because like, you couldn't get this book at the point and she goes you can't fucking lose this i mean i am sure she said fucking to a fifth grader i she might
0: have at <laughs> so that you point
1: not fuck yeah it's harry potter time And I took it home and I told my mom, I was like, I got to borrow this fucking book. I'm just going to fucking do nothing but read it. And we always spent holidays at my grandma's house. We spent weekends and we spent a lot of time at my grandma's house. And I remember going to my grandma's house and curling up. She had this big comfy chair. And I remember I would keep sneaking ham slices. I don't know why we had about <laughs> all this deli ham. And I was like, I just, I finally just grabbed a full pack of deli ham and like some American cheese. <laughs> and I'm just curled up on this chair under a blanket, like reading this book and just, just downing like Oscar Mayer slice after slice, <laughs> just wrapping it up in like cheese. And I probably, I don't think I stained the book or anything. Like I took really good care of it, right. but like, I got to the end of it. I was like, Oh my God. Like that was like the fifth grade equivalent of like, I need a fucking cigarette. <laughs> Like this just blew my fucking mind on what books could be. Oh my god! Like that moment, like just re- that dude, moment, and
0: and then when the movies came out, when the, when the first movie came out, it was so exciting. Oh yeah, dude. I remember. I remember when the fourth or fifth book came out. The second movie had just come out, I think, and the fourth or fifth book was. I'm playing footsie with you. And my uh, yes, my sister, <laughs> my sister went to what was at sorry, the time sorry. borders, went for borders. a went for a. Harry Potter release at Borders. And it was like I ended up going to a movie or something with a, a friend of mine, but she went to this Harry Potter release and it and like dressed up in cloaks and like had such a great time because of these books.
1: Yeah, I and mean, these
0: are the the this that's the kind of inspiration you want to take out is out of kids' hands.
1: Yeah. I mean and they're still like there's still releases and things like that. I mean we're not getting the Harry Potter like the original books obviously anymore. But we did Curse Child a couple years ago. Uh, Sarge and I actually went to that. Yeah. We had a great time. We dressed up. I got to dress up as a Hufflepuff. Sarge didn't dress up as anything but himself, which is fine.
2: Well, uh, I didn't know about it until later on.
1: Yeah, I think I randomly just was like, "Hey, man, we're going to the Harry Potter release. You
2: want to go?" Yeah, last minute. <laughs> uh, oh, you had
1: fun. We took V too. That was a great time. Yes. And we just waited in line, just messed around the entire time. There was like wizard classes we could take and stuff. So- oh, it was so fun. I felt like I was twelve again. Yeah. Like I remember. The and line, that's and I and can't. that's
0: such. And oh,
1: yeah,
2: that's why
0: I say that that quote and banning these books, any books, really. But banning these books is such a ridiculous thing because it's real. It's not real.
1: I just I mean, you talk to exorcists about this. Like, that's one of the things I question. Like, hey, man, like, did you call the Vatican and go, hey, man, and Harry Potter? Like, oh, it's full of spooky demons. <laughs> <laughs> we can't let the demons out of the book. Like, I mean, it shows good and evil. Like, are, are you banning Star Wars? Are you banning? Like, I mean, your Bible is. Good and evil, right? Like not right. to get in religion, but I mean like I mean I know there's a big difference between the Bible and Harry Potter. Yeah. But I mean it's like on the, just the basis of good and evil. Like, I mean what's what's the difference? Yeah. And I just I agree. I, I think banning Harry Potter is one of the worst things you could do for a kid's mind. Yeah. Because I mean, it opens up a lot of possibilities.
0: And it shows you it shows you the world in such a beautiful way. Because you know, Harry's such a, a down and out kid, and all of a sudden he gets these friends, he gets these abilities, he gets he gets to see the world for a little bit more than well. What I mean, he it opens is. the world.
1: I mean, you talk about a beautiful way. If you look at it in this perspective, though, it also chapter one is "Let's play Ding Dong Ditch with a baby."
0: Oh yeah, that's that's very just curvy. throwing it
1: out there. Dumbledore, what are we gonna do with this little baby? Let's give it to someone who will hate him. Ding dong, they don't even ring the bell. They're like, "Fuck it, yeah. we'll leave Harry." They'll find him. Alone. Like the chapter ends with like the milkman well Petunia was awakened by the milkman screaming in the driveway or something. Yeah, like there's a fucking baby there. Like, what if a cat would have got him? There weren't all the Godables out there. I don't know, man. Are there dingoes out in uh, the UK? I don't know. I don't know. But... I know there's not dingoes in the UK. I'm not an idiot. But it's just a joke. You know, a dingo ain't my yeah.
2: baby. Wild, you know, wild dogs and whatnot. Yeah, it's
1: like, I mean, private drive looked terrible. Private drive? Privet. Private? I always called it private. I always called it private. Yeah. I mean, I think it's privet because it's Brits, but I always call it a private drive.
0: I think I think I ended up asking a teacher something, and they were, "Oh, it's British, so it's probably privet." So I it was smarter was always, than teachers. It was always stuck in my to... head as privet drive.
1: Yeah, no, I I do agree. I think banning Harry Potter is one of the worst choices you can make. Just I mean,
0: truth truly banning any book that's not really causing harm. There, there's very few books that are going to cause harm, but. Banning any book is is ridiculous in and of itself.
1: Well, I think it sets a bad precedent. You're going to ban this book, and then you're going to ban other books, and then you get into 1984, or you get into Fahrenheit 451, and you're like, well, let's just ban everything. So I do think, like, I mean, that takes away the freedoms of a democracy in that aspect. Like, that's one of the things. Great parts of our country is the fact that you have all these great books. But, I mean, Harry Potter's one of the most banned books out there. Yeah. I mean, To Kill a is banned. And one of my favorite things is there's a meme, and it is, you know, like, they banned these books because it made people uncomfortable. And it's like, that's the second the panel's point. like, that's the fucking point. That's the, yeah,
0: To Kill a Mockingbird was banned because it makes people uncomfortable. That's the point of that book. I love that book. That is such a great
2: book. You know, South Park did a parody of the whole idea of that. Okay. Oh, yeah. South, well, South Park. Thirty years. Character. South Park
0: will do anything. <laughs> yeah, it's like thirty years. Yeah, it's it's closing in on twenty, I think, or twenty-three.
1: So yeah, uh, Harry Potter banned in Tennessee uh, in certain Tennessee Catholic schools. I'm not sure of the system, uh, due to uh, you know magic being uh, real, real, and we don't want kids casting curses on each. Other. It sounds bad when you say it, man. It's like you, when it comes out of my mouth hole, I don't like it like, as much.
0: I mean, but when you say it with that kind of anger, and you you say it with that kind of like.
1: It's better if I said Harry Potter's banned because the curses are real and don't curse kids. That's what
0: I mean. Like you, when you put that particular spin on it, and it's real and kids are going to curse kids, it always is going to sound bad.
1: Agreed, agreed. But if
0: you put put it in the perspective of it's a fictional book that kids will is. read. Yeah, they will. That'll enhance their imaginations. There's no reason to ban.
1: All right, so there you have it. Uh, that does, that unexpected discussion topic turned into don't ban Harry Potter. Uh, what was his name? Dan Rehill. I believe you're right. So, don't, and ban, I still uh, don't care if we
0: got his name wrong because he's an idiot. Yeah, well.
1: well. Mm. Uh, moving on to other parts of the news. Uh, this one's kind of sad. I don't know if anyone else follows giant robots quite like I do, but uh, <laughs> if you know Megabots, it was the company that 2015 put out a big video that said. We, America, challenge you, Japan, to a giant robot fight. I don't know why we just fist pumped the entire time. I don't time know. That was No doing. one can hear it, but that, it was great. <laughs> no one can hear it. No one can see it. Everyone can hear it. Well, you well, can they hear could, the he couldn't hear the,
0: the fist pump. But they they could,
1: hear he, the he could hear the emphasis. You could hear the emphasis. So uh, the owner of Megabots, the leader of the company, he filed for bankruptcy, is going to file for bankruptcy. And he unfortunately uh, said that the company just, they can't sustain it. It apparently costs a crap load of money to make, like, a four-story robot, who would have guessed, that is capable of mass murder.
0: I do remember hearing when this first came out, and I didn't think it was real because it's a four-story robot. And hearing when it came out, and I went, this can't be real. This would cost millions of dollars to maintain.
1: I wanted this it can't to be real, be real, and I'm so happy it was real. The thing is, I hope that it, while these guys have failed... Um, at the time of this, they are selling Eagle Prime, which was their main unit. <laughs> unit. <laughs> <laughs> They're selling that. Yeah, we did We're that. We're children. <laughs> We're uh, all grown children. At the, at the time of this podcast, they are selling Eagle Prime, and it is just north of $50,000. Really? On eBay. Yeah, like, it's dirt cheap. Like, I don't know how. Like, I, for a little bit more than my student loans, I could buy a robot. Let me tell you what I'd much rather put my money into. <laughs> like, I want a I mech. Like a dream in life.
0: Can Is I? It, can I just say I was in robotics club in high school, and that was fantastic. And we built robots, and ended up it went one year after I graduated, and then the school shut it down because it was just
1: too expensive. Did you build four story tall? Max? It was not
0: four story tall. Although we got one that went up about forty feet, but it wasn't four stories.
1: Yeah, I want. Yeah, no, it's like I've always. I not loved, not forty. About twenty feet, maybe. I was just thinking about like a drone or something. You meant like a. Cool. No, it was like actual robots. Like we had we had one the robot things. Uh well, I mean one was
0: almost as big as this table, but Whoa. It, yeah, they were they were huge. Like th- this one would uh spread spread wings so that other robots could climb on top and then lift them up. And then it would also <coughs> had a hook to grab inner tubes and set them on
1: um on hooks like you told me all. about this. You've had the yeah. It was like part of the robot competition thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you've told me about this one. And it was it was
0: fantastic. And that one that one went about twenty feet high, would hook a inner tube, and then would go all the way down to about two foot off the ground and hook an inner tube, and then it would get points for lifting the the robots off the ground. The one that was really really special to us was the one we took to nationals because it was a speed demon. So you got points for traveling track. You got like two points every time you traveled, which was not a lot. But when you could make that track in a two-minute run five, 10, 15 times, it started to add up. And we got to the point where we were making more points doing uh, track rounds than we were with the other stuff. So our teammates were like, you guys go ahead, zip around, because we're going to win off of that. We'll add on and put extra points on with the, uh, with the, you know, the other aspects of the game, which was like a giant ball over, a giant ball under, um, a couple of different things. But that was the big thing was our, our little guy. And he was so small that when we went to weigh him, we literally left the bumpers on. So you had a sl- certain amount of area you had to have your robot in and it didn't have to have the bumpers on to have that. We could literally fit it in with the bumpers on and be underweight with the bumpers on because he was so <laughs> small and so fast. And that was all he was built to do.
1: We called him Zippity-Doodah.
0: We probably should have. We I mean, went, We ended up team, We obviously. ended up going down to Georgia for Nationals for that one. That one was... That's cool, man. Yeah, that one was a lot of fun. I well, can't imagine a four-story fighting robot, though.
1: Well, you had a much better experience than they did. They, uh, I mean, they got to fight Japan, and they won. But unfortunately, the company is going to go bankrupt. They're going to sell Eagle Prime, and they are going to take any money they get from that to try to pay off whatever loan they took off. Oof. and yeah he said he tried everything uh rides touring it showing it off just he said there's not really a market for giant robots which is a shame because canada actually challenged us to a fight and now uh, america's gonna have to uh forfeit. forfeit Ouch. yeah i mean i was really excited i i legitimately and these guys will attest to it i have said over the past year that i'm so happy i live in a world where my son can grow up to be a, a mech pilot yeah couple so, of times
0: in at least to me you've said yeah that.
1: i'm uh, i'm really ho- I, I bet you it's on my facebook if i go back and look probably i hope i can only hope that more people will take up the challenge like these guys you know it wasn't it didn't work out for them as well but i can only hope that they will get the chance the pro- and someone the, else will go
0: the problem is you need a company like say Disney that has the money to do this. And then it becomes
1: something different. I don't think it's Disney. I don't think Disney's making war machines. They're not going to Tony Stark it up.
0: But you know what I mean? Like it's going to take a company with that kind of money to do
1: it. I, I, I think you're right to an extent. I think it's a robotics company though. Yeah. Like I don't think it's a Disney so much as it's maybe a Boeing or I mean robots. I think the potential's there. But the thing is the human body just isn't the perfect robot. Yeah. Like the mech that we think, you know, like catapults and Jupiters and Ryokens and things like that from Battletech. I I like Battletech a lot. So that's something I'm going to quote, but even like the mechs from Pacific Rim, uh, you know, Gypsy Danger and Chernobyl Alpha and all of them, they're not like they're bipedal, like just humanoid robots, which is awesome. And they look really freaking cool, but they're not like better robots. Like, Treaded robots can go faster than a bipedal robot can. And like, if you do this with your robot and it doesn't well, yeah, look like a human, you, it's stronger. I mean, if, you ha-
0: if you have a four story tall uh, robot that has to lift a leg that's three tons, yeah. that's going to take some time. So, it's like, if you
1: have a robot that's on, on treads, that's literally just going. So, it's like giant robots like that, it's just. It's unfortunately at the moment it's just not as feasible. Like I just maybe it's not the materials or maybe it's just there's just not they're unfortunately not feasible at the moment, but I stand to believe that there is somewhere on this planet a place for giant robot combat league. I agree. And I I hope that we find it because like I said, I, I mean we have we have robot
0: fighting leagues. I
1: don't, I don't care know. about robot, I want I want No, mech no, no. Combat, and I get man. I get
0: that, but I mean we have robot fighting leagues. One day we could have.
1: Like I I hope man. And I hope Maybe it's because I've read a lot of battle tech. Maybe it's because I've played a lot of battle tech. Maybe it's because you grew up on Gundam. Yeah, I mean, I'm a big Gundam guy. I got a bunch of kids I got to build right now. <laughs> so there's that. But I uh, I can only hope that one day we figure out how to make a robot combat, a mech specific combat league.
2: <laughs> Maybe in Metabots.
1: <laughs> oh, Metabots. I actually remember rewatching Metabots. Other news doing blast from the past there. Yep. let's see. What else do we have in the news, guys? We have uh, Keyforge. Keyforge. Keyforge so, is
0: coming out with a new. Uh,
1: it's a new variant play. So you've got uh, if you're playing Keyforge, it's a card game from Fantasy Flight. It's really interesting. It's called a unique card game in the fact that playing it, every deck comes in a box, and you everything you need to play is in that deck, pretty much. Like you need some tokens, which the next set's gonna have. Um, like you get the just the tokens you need, but. There's no deck building to Keyforge. It's 37 cards, and once you buy that ba- that pack of cards, that's the deck you have. You'll never add to it. You'll never take away from it. And there will never be another like it. You'll exactly have some like crazy that. archons. Like I got one that's like, you know, uh, Petra the Eccentric, and like the Guardian of the Diamond Forest, or Bastor the Creepily longful. I like that one because he's creepy, and it just sounds weird. <laughs> and I the, the Beast
0: one, and I can't think of the name of it, but the Beast one I got, I actually really like. Because it's got one of the few, like, you can pull the Beast cards from it. You can pull the Beast cards from it, and you can actually have a lot of Beast cards to pull
2: from it. Yeah, I I really like that game, how everything is just unique in itself. Kind of takes away the whole aspect of how much money you can throw at it to build a deck. Yeah, I
0: hate a deck game. Like, I used to love Yu-Gi-Oh! as a kid, but I hated that I couldn't afford to get better cards so i had to learn to play with the crap cards that nobody else wanted to play with and win with those crap cards
1: yeah i like it man i love it a lot it's so fun
0: i love the fact that nobody else will have the exact deck i love the fact that you can't build on to a deck and you can't make the perfect deck every deck is going to have flaws and every deck is going to have wins and perfections to it and i it's it's such a great 100 percent
2: unique in itself I mean, basically, each deck can win a tournament, but it's all in, all basically luck and skill. I stand by, I don't, don't
1: I don't think any deck could win. Like, I feel like I've gotten some weak decks that I'm like, this just doesn't feel... I mean, maybe it's the skill, maybe it's the luck, but I don't... There's some decks that I feel like I don't feel they've gelled as well as they could. So it's like, wow, I don't know about Mars I mean, and there, about right there's, now.
0: There's decks you've let me use where I've used and I couldn't even get one key, whereas the last couple of mm-hmm. decks that I actually bought for myself that came in, in one of the starter packs... I was able to... That was the closest I got to beating Rooster at, at any point because I got two Keys Forged on both decks.
1: Yeah. So the cool thing about KeyForge right now is they are... Not only are they about to have a new set come out called Worlds Collide in November, they have released what's called Leaderboards and Vault Warrior. So uh, Leaderboards are just going to be different shops. Uh, hopefully your friendly local game store or your board game cafe or wherever you're able to play KeyForge is going to do it. Uh, leaderboards, they're going to do three months. Uh, they're gonna track sealed and Archon Chain bound events. Nice. Once a week, you enter, uh, you get amber from those as well. And then at the end of the three months, they'll see who's highest on the boards, and that specific player is going to get a deck, which is is always completely unique. But it's going to have an alternate art card in it. Hmm. So that deck, when they printed it, would have uh, let's say I I don't know what the I can't remember what the art card is. Um, I don't see it right here in the print. Like off the top of my head. Uh, I think it's, but it's a Shadows card. So what they're going to do is they're going to have the Shadows card that's an alternate art card, and then they'll just swap it out for whatever the regular print would be. And that's really nifty. What they're doing with Vault Warrior is it's going to be like a basic uh, world championship so, key, um, yeah, keyforge Forge, that's what we're talking about. Fantasy Flight has a general world championship structure where they have qualifiers. Qualifiers go to nationals. Nationals go to worlds. Uh, they're calling it Volt Warrior. So, you can go to a Volt Warrior qualifier at your friendly local game store if they're hosting it or probably nearby. I'm going to bet that within three hours of wherever you are, you'll be able to find one easily. Sure. Because KeyForge is pretty popular. A lot of people still seem to be playing it a year on. and awesome. the, And it's... Because I
0: think because of the uniqueness, (laughs) because you can any time you start getting bored with the deck you can just go get a new one and find it just it's such a you you said it, Sarge, it's such a unique (laughs) game and it's so great in its uniqueness.
1: Uh, If you qualify, so if you (laughs) do so well, you'll get a qualifying, uh, you'll be invited to the Nationals, which I don't think they've announced where the Nationals are. It doesn't look like it in the article I'm reading. But I, I'm i going to guess it'll probably be at a Gen Con, at a big convention like that. Dragon Con, maybe. Uh, Gen Con tends to be the big one where they do a couple qualifiers. DragonCon's not, in my experience, it hasn't really been like the board game focus. Uh, from that, they will have a world championship and it looks like Miami, which is kind of weird for Fantasy Flight. They tend to do all the world championships at the Flight Center in Roseville, Rosemont, something like that. Uh, it's in near Minneapolis. They're in a suburb outside Minneapolis uh, where they do their Arkham Knights. And so it looks really cool. Like it's really cool to see Keyforge still getting support. Uh, It's really cool to see they keep having sets coming out. They've got Worlds Collide coming out in November, like I said. Unfortunately, that set's going to retire the Martian and Sanctum factions, and they're going to bring Saurian and Star Alliance in. Uh, Mars and Sanctum will come back probably the next set, I think they said, and they'll retire probably two other sets and uh, two other factions for that set. It's kind of nice because I'm getting a lot of Mars Sanctum decks anymore. (laughs) So of my nine decks, I think five of them are Mars Sanctum. So it'll be nice to maybe get a chance at something else.
0: Don't you have like two other, two other decks that are either Mars or Sanctum?
1: Yes. With them? Yeah, I've got another deck that's... I've got two other decks with Mars and one deck with Sanctum. So I'm uh, I'm very familiar with Mars cards. Which As
0: I've found out. <laughs> I
1: like my Martians. They're glass cannons. They're so fun. So that's really cool. Um, And with Worlds Collide, actually, they're going to have a Archon uh, Deluxe Box where it's going to come with the Archon deck, which is just your regular deck. And then it's going to come with all the tokens that you need to play that you need to play personally. So if you don't have anything, uh, you know, you don't have amber, you don't have keys, whatever, it's all going to come in that box. So two of those decks, you need everything you need for two players. You can buy the two-player starter set, of course, and then there'll be a premium box which will come with some decks, some tuck boxes for decks. And it's really cool. They've got a lot of nice stuff coming out for Keyforge. So there's still a whole bunch of support for the series. And our final news item is not on the list because it just broke yesterday. Yeah. Marvel and but- Sony have decided to be friends again. Yeah. And we're going to get Spider Man 3 appropriately. We, not only Spider Man
0: 3. But we are going to get Spider-Man in another Marvel movie,
1: which is exciting. So, so probably Sarge. Yeah, I know five. you're a little bit behind. So, there's going to be some light spoilers. We're going to do our best not. To, we're not going to spoil anything too big for you. But there is a big, a big, big event at the end of Spider-Man: Far From Home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which, based on what they were going to do with the deal and take so take Spider-Man back to Sony and not do anything else with the Marvel movies, was going to be soul crushing.
0: Yeah. Oh Very much so. Um. <clears throat>
1: So thankfully, uh, somehow, uh, praise be Cthulhu, (laughs) Marvel and Sony have come together and they are going to do one final Spider-Man movie. Kevin Feige will be the producer. He will be the story consultant. And the director will be the same director that was on the first two Spider-Man movies.
0: So it will still have that same feel.
1: And we will have a closure to the MCU Spider-Man. I hate the fact that we're going to lose him. I like to think that there that this deal will somehow turn into more, but, <laughs> you know, it looks like whatever the last Spider-Man is going to be is going to be uh, whatever Avengers Spider-Man five. home. Uh, I don't think it's going to be Avengers, just
0: Spider-Man. No, because there, 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 there is a Spider-Man 3 and then there is another Spider-Man in a Marvel movie.
1: Yeah, but what I'm guessing is, I don't think it'll be, I don't know, it man. It's two more appearances. But basically. Spider-Man 3 is supposed to come out in 2021, right now they're saying? Mm-hmm. And if that happens, that's going to be before an Avengers 5. So I think we're going to see Spidey in one other movie. I, I Definitely, like I said, but I think they wrap everything up in Spider-Man 3. Unless they figure out a way to strike more deals. Because, I mean, it's a license to print money. Spider-Man Far From Home made like a billion dollars. It was the best Spider-Man movie, like in terms of financials. And they're like, well, I mean, it was so well. They're like, well, we can milk a couple more dollars by putting extra scenes in and sending it back to the theaters. So I don't I I hate the fact that they were gonna split. Yeah. Like right there, like I, I was so sad. I mean, I named my kid Parker for God's sake. I'm invested <laughs> in Spider Man. So the fact that someone's like I, we're gonna take I, I our ball. Back. I will
0: say this, I've said this to you a few <coughs> different times. This has been one of the few things where it's almost gotten me kicked out of the house a couple of times, but I am not a fan of Spider Man in general. And I never really have been. And I was excited for Tom Holland as Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Those movie, those those appearances, first in Civil War and then Spider-Man uh, Homecoming. I was excited at, for Spider-Man in the MCU. I was excited for for some of the Spider-Man stuff coming out in the books. I w- it generally made me excited for the character again.
1: I mean, I've, I've always been excited for the character. I, I need more Spider-Man in my life. <laughs> I want to get a Spider-Man tattoo, and my son's name is Parker, and I have a Spider-Man <laughs> wallet, and I have a Spider-Man jacket. I love Spider-Man. I know you do. I have been a Spider-Man fan my entire life. He was my first comic book. He is my first love. I love me some Spidey. Losing Spider-Man in the MCU, getting Spider-Man in the MCU was one of the greatest things. I've been like, yes. Yeah. Um, Homecoming, Far From Home, while they're not the best MCU movies, I feel that they are most assuredly top.
0: I, remer- I remember doing the the... Video um, reaction for Spider Man apparent for the Spider Man. Yeah, no. If you War. go
1: back on the old Crow and Commando website, um, YouTube. Uh, yeah, it might be on. Fa- it's probably Facebook. It's probably not on the YouTube. It's probably it's, we probably weren't doing. So YouTube if you if you point. dig back to I would say probably March 2016, there's a video where Squiggles and I react <laughs> to the spy, to the, not Spider Man but to the Captain America Civil War trailer. And I remember, I do remember that because we were like, "Oh my God, they're doing the Ant Man Arrow," because they have Ant Man on the Hawkeye uh-huh. Arrow, and we thought that was going to be the, the biggest thing. Really, like, hell yeah! And then fucking Spider Man swings in, fucking Underoos, <laughs> and he fucking <laughs> swings in. He's like, "Hey, and you're like, oh. oh my God!" Like we lost. Oh my God, our I felt shit. like I was going to fucking faint. Yeah, I fucking like lost I, our shit.
0: I mean, and that was one of the biggest kept secrets that they were bringing him in, and that was fantastic.
1: Like, I had no fucking idea. It was, like, there was no fucking, like, hey, guys, this is going to be a real special fucking trailer. I remember, like, I didn't watch it at work. I was like, well, I'll watch it with Squiggles later. If I'd have fucking known Spider-Man was going to be an end, oh, my God, dude. And then you had the fucking Ditko. Co- oh, my fucking God. Yep. It was so good. <laughs> and then, I mean, like, Homecoming was so good. And what he did in Infinity War was great. And then, like, Tony's motivation in Endgame was fucking amazing. I'm trying to be really then, careful, because, yeah, man, then, you got to watch these movies, yeah. bro.
0: And Far From Home was... Fantastic, and the 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 end credit scene in Far From Home completely I changes. Know. Oh my god! Completely changes the game.
1: Yeah, and then I'm gonna spoil this. I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah. Like bringing J.K. Simmons back. Oh my god! Up.
0: Oh, that was so great. So good. Great. Oh, good. Man, we have <laughs> no Kay one else Jonah? can play. No one else can play that. Oh character. my god!
1: Uh, the one thing I don't like about that is he's a little more fanatical in it because he doesn't know Peter. Yeah. So it's like he can be a little more like, ah, oh, we're gonna do this, which you know is what he does for right. those of you that have seen the movie. And you're like, holy shit, he did that. So cause like I love in what is it? Is it the first Spider-Man? Is it the first Spider-Man movie? Yeah, it's the Hobgoblin, I think, holding up Jay, like JJ. And he's like, you know, oh, I don't know. They he mails us the pictures. We have no idea where they come from. Like he doesn't know Peter that well. And he's like, I'm not gonna sell this kid out. Right. Like there's a lot of integrity to J. Jonah. Yeah. And they take like, I was like, oh man. So I feel like Making him like that, like, you know, that just like blogcaster and like just that radical, like, oh, you know, almost like Alex Jones InfoWars character. Yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, man, I feel like it takes a little bit of the integrity away from the character. But fuck it. We're getting J.K. Simmons back. I'm fucking down. Let's make it happen. Let's make (laughs) him hardcore. Hate Spider-Man. Spewing hatred. It's going to be great. It
0: is. And it's going to be fantastic. And I love it. And again, I'm excited for Spider-Man. And a quick internet
1: search tells me that J.K. released a new video that we'll have to look at later. Okay. So it seems there's more. I didn't
0: know that. And now I'm excited.
1: (laughs) So uh, you know we'll brief you back on that next week, Commandos, or next Ooh. episode. Probably not next week. Two weeks, probably. Yeah, two weeks, probably. But we're not that we're done yet. We're just woo. Actually, maybe we're just fucking done now. Off to JK. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, well, man. There,
0: there is one discussion I think we we should have, and it, we had it in our notes. I think we could we could very well have it. It is the Joker movie coming out.
1: Alright, Joker man. I so I have some feelings about Joker to start with. Um, As do I. <laughs> I'm not excited for it. I don't Okay. And not in the not in the I don't like DC, which I'm not a big DC guy. I love Green Lantern. Batman's always been like, eh, he's fun. I don't feel like we need a Joker movie. Okay. I am
0: I am very much the the Batman guy in this group. I am very much That's the fair. the Joker guy in this group. I am not excited for this movie. I think this movie is going to turn him into a we're all one bad day away from being a terrorist look and it's going to be terrible. I think that because that we don't need that. I think this movie is is going to point in a lot of directions that the Joker doesn't need. I think this character doesn't need a movie because he, he's better when he's the villain to Batman.
1: I, well, I think you're you're very right there, and actually segues really well into what the topic was. The idea was, <clears throat> so Todd Phillips is the director of uh, Joker, and he said that it's getting a lot of flack for violence right now. In fact, so much flack that the FBI and the Army actually just said, "Hey guys, if you go into a theater, like here's what you should do: like find two exits, plan to hide, all of this." You know, in case there's a shooting, because there are groups online that have made th- have made threatening, like we're gonna attack the Joker movie. We're gonna, you know, it's very haunting when you think about the fact that ten years ago we had the, or uh, eleven years ago it was Dark Knight Rises uh, when that came out. Yeah. Uh, we had that happen with uh, the guy attacked uh, Aurora, Colorado. I'm not gonna say his name because you don't. I
0: honestly don't remember his name, and I don't want to. I remember. do because I was doing
1: a little bit of research. Okay. Um But you know he he shot up the theater he killed now, uh he killed enough people i don't
0: think that had anything particularly to do with that movie so much as it just had to do with a guy going crazy and going into i that agree
1: movie. but the fact that there's a threat on a batman movie again and i mean no, it's yeah. not a batman it's a joker movie but, but the still. fact that there is a threat in it that and it's a credible enough threat that the fbi is like we're going to have to release this and the army is telling soldiers you know our servicemen and women hey If you go see this movie, cover your ass. Like, make sure you're prepared. That's not normal procedure. No. Like, they found these threats to be credible enough that they think there's a concern, which is terrifying. It is. And then Todd Phillips goes on and says, hey, why is this movie getting so much flack for violence when we don't give this to John Wick? I,
0: I, and I think I have a small answer to this. Maybe not the whole answer, but I have a small answer to this.
2: Okay, I'm curious.
0: Joker is a terrorist. In the books, in the, every movie, Joker is a complete and utter terrorist. He is a terrorist against normal people. He is a terrorist against the good in the world. Logic. He is a terrorist against logic. John Wick is kind of a vigilante where he's going after bad people. And maybe that's why it's not getting as much flack.
1: I can see that. I I, I can And I'm not saying. and I'm not
0: saying it's right, but that c- could very well be why John Wick doesn't get, you know, all the <laughs> hatred and all the violence that we see for Joker because Joker is a literal terrorist. Definition of anarchy, basically. It, it, very much, and that that's part of why I don't think we need this movie. Is because you don't need to spread light on that terrorism, on that craziness, on that cra- This does not need to be a movie of we're one day away from becoming terrorists. We're one bad day away from shooting everybody up. We're one bad day away from from poisoning the waterhole.
2: Yeah, I think a- I know what you're saying. It's, it's everyone's been also on edge on the, everything. On-
0: yeah, and they're 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 going to make this. Well, this happened to him, so now he's going to do this. Well, this happened to him, so now they're going to give him the reason. And he never had reason beyond being a psychotic terrorist. That like did his mental illness. Even then, it wasn't a mental illness. It was just go. It was It was literally he was dumped in acid and went crazy and started being a
2: terrorist. Being what he was. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think, man. I, And I
0: don't think we need that origin. Anything more than, than he ju- he was fell 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 into the vat <laughs> bat of bat of chemicals. Good lord, I can't talk. He fell into a vat you're of chemicals and and became the psycho killer. We don't need him. We don't need him to. We have, don't need his background. We don't need to have sympathy.
1: I don't think him. we do at all. I mean, I think you're right. Uh, what do you got? Any thoughts on this, Sarge? I have some thoughts, but I, I think I'll close out. Well, maybe close out the discussion topic.
2: Well, yeah, I think I was getting. I got to see what Squiggles were saying because John Wick is a lot about rules and blah blah blah. How he went against the rules, he broke the rules, and a lot
0: of, lot of. Uh,
2: well, lawful
1: neutral.
0: Thank you. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. I
2: yeah. mean,
1: I think John Wick—you would say lawful neutral. Like, I mean, he's like, well, this is like you broke this code, and like he'll do bad shit yeah, for good he, reasons. He's and very anti-hero bad. vigilante style, you know, where it's like Joker's chaotic evil. Yes.
2: Yeah, and like you said, we talk about the whole movies and everything. Like, everyone's already on edge as it is. There's already got a lot of shit going on with everyone being angry at everyone in the first fucking place because everyone's so you know segregated in their groups is already. Who's getting ready to yell at who for insert fucking reason mm-hmm. sure and yeah that's just gonna you don't need any more gas on that fire as it is we need to tone down a lot of the anger that's already been going around and we don't need a background for a story from who some as you as the said earlier on someone who's just anarchy we don't need a reason why you know,
0: we don't need sympathy for
2: the that chaos. yes we need to focus on the better things in life. I should they, not
0: walk out of that theater going, I feel for the Joker. I agree with that. I, yeah. There's a no version of the Joker, no matter what movie he's in, I should not walk out of the movie going, you know, I feel for the Joker. I, I feel like he was right. Because there. there's a great book, Justice, and Alex Ross did the art for it. It's a fantastic book. If you ever get a chance to read it, please do. I love the Justice series. But in it, and I'm going to give a little bit of a spoiler here, Joker, uh, Lex Luthor has the Injustice League, basically, all the villains, except Joker. And Joker comes in at the end and goes, you didn't invite me. Bang. And that's the only reason he's mad is because you didn't invite me. You don't you don't need sympathy for that character. He's a fun character. He is a chaos character. You don't need sympathy for this
1: character. I've always felt the character, I mean, you need that balance. Like, Batman needs a villain. You're not just going to have a Batman movie where it's like, there's no villain. Right. Right. And I feel like Joker is the other side of that Batman coin. And like a movie like Joker or a character like Joker, I think you need that balance. I mean, there,
0: I, There's plenty of other, there's plenty of, and I'm sorry, I'm cutting you off here. No, but there's, there's plenty of other uh, visuals where Joker fights with somebody else and it's not right. And it's not quite the same. The only time I can ever remember seeing Joker in another book and it being completely on par was Emperor Joker, where he was battling with Superman and he gained some magical powers. That was... Different because he completely changed the world to fit his view. So you had, and he took Batman out of the equation. I- you don't need you need Batman for Joker. You need you need somebody for Batman. You need Batman for Joker.
1: Yeah, I think you need that hero. You can't have you can't have just that vigilante, that evil character, that that sad character happen without. I mean, I I'm scared to humanize a character like that. Yeah, and. Like, my thoughts on it and my, like, anytime, I, as soon as I read this uh, about, uh, you know, about, you know, why is Joker getting shit on and John Wick is fine. I think it's because, I mean, they say in the movies pretty much, like, John Wick's the boogeyman. He is not, he's this mythical being almost in this universe and this weird little assassin, like, just mob u- mob universe that they've created. Like, John Wick is like, he's the impossible. He does the impossible. He's the guy that he's got, got out
0: and then was Brought back in. Yeah, it's
1: like, you know, it's like, oh, he was given an impossible job to get out, and then he he did that job. And so he got to leave. And then they're like, you know, it's like he's he's a mythical beast almost. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. He's not a real he's not, I mean, obviously he's not real, it's a fucking movie. It's of Reeves playing a dude. Like Keanu Reeves, maybe one of the nicest dudes playing a fucking just uh just a blood but again, ther- not really bloodthirsty, but a murderer. He's
0: playing he's playing a, a guy going after bad guys. He's not going after your average Joe. he's going after the guys who, who are killing
1: people on a daily basis, but he does feel like the kind of character who like, he's very, uh, very Punisher Like in that aspect, like if you know, that's what I was thinking. Yeah. If you see, you know, Oh, you stole that purse. Like it's very black and white. Like you're a bad guy. You're a good guy. And it's like, but I think for him more, it's like, you're a target or you're not a target. Like, that's the way the guy is. Like, he doesn't want to fucking see anybody. He just wants to live in his fucking house alone with his dog. And then mm-hmm. fucking Theon's like, fuck you. I'm going to kill your dog. Theon, for Game of Thrones fans, that's who played the character that kills the dog. <laughs> Spoilers, the dog dies at the beginning of John Wick. If you don't like that, you may not want to watch that movie. Yeah, you was upset about me when I first offered that. Well, movie. yeah, you didn't fucking warn me, man. <laughs> this is- I did. I told you something really bad
0: happened at okay. the beginning. Okay, so there's be a careful. difference between saying something really bad happens. And- so, by the way, there's a dog that dies in this pretty bad but
1: anyway let's ba- let's, let's back. move around this is actually a serious topic here i think the joker movie is not that the no. joker movie is very it's very fight club ish to me in the fact that if you see this movie you can find these disenfranchised people and it's very you you can make this world like oh this is something to rally around they see us And I don't know if that's the crowd that you want to feel that is being seen. I think that in today's climate, this character, like this character, this is, you know, these, this is not the crowd you want to feel. This is, this is the guy that's like, does the dude need metal? I mean, we haven't seen the movie. Maybe we're wrong. Maybe I hope
0: I hope I'm wrong. I hope that this does not humanize the character at
1: all. I hope I'm
0: wrong on that point. But if it even does a little bit, this is the wrong movie.
1: Like, I mean, it scares me. But I mean, a lot of people's feelings on the Joker scare me in that aspect. You know, like people are like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." I'm like, I just, I'm not, I'm not, I wasn't excited for it from a fan standpoint. I'm not excited from a, from a human standpoint. I feel like this is gonna give people a rallying cry that don't need a rallying cry. Agreed. And I mean, this, I, don't, I, I can, I can honestly say,
0: as a fan of the character, as a fan of the series, as a fan of Batman. I will not go and see this
1: movie and i mean i think the worst part is people are so excited about this and you know they're like oh this is what comic movies have needed and i don't think so i think dc somehow makes these just tragedies of movies yeah and they make the saddest fucking shit and it's like man you guys are like the happy ones like marvel was supposed to be the real like oh my god people died and like the yeah. status quo changes and not really, but it does kind of, and it like absolutely. You know, did. it's like I remember after Rebirth, there was a big picture of all the heroes, and they were smiling. You know, it's like that's what they were missing. Like New Fifty Two was fun at points, but yeah. it's like they were all sad. It was like Joker's ripping his face off, and you're getting Joker's daughter, who's like taking that ripped off face, and like I'm gonna put it on my face. And you know, oh, you get yeah. this like just. Fucking- I'm sorry. What? Yeah, no, that was a thing that happened, man. That was a real thing. So long story short, uh, Joker has his face ripped off in New Fifty Two. Um, it like floats around a sewer or some shit and like jo- uh, a woman finds it and she calls herself Joker's daughter and she takes it and she like fucking puts it on her face. And then and, she's like, ha! and the only, the, the thing is anyone who, because she's
0: not the only one that does this. Anyone who puts on Joker's face starts acting like the Joker, starts taking on those characteristics and becoming more Joker-esque. There's a reason. Kind of
2: like the movie The Mask. Very much. A little bit like, yeah, hey, there's a reason people That's didn't like do 52. Good. I yeah.
1: mean, that was okay. it was okay. It's just like, but it's like, that's what it was missing when they went to New 52 and they, they were missing that just that smiling DC universe. And I mean, I know like Rebirth has gotten like it's got its darkness and it's got its controversies and it's got its problems. And I mean, I mean we're like four years and two years in the Rebirth, three years in the Rebirth. Uh, so we're a couple we're years in already. That, yeah. But it's like, you know, but it's like that's what the universe was missing at that point. And it was missing just... The joy that it had, and I don't know if that's going to be in this movie. Like I'm, I'm really scared for what this movie is going to be. Even, and
0: even in, I will say, because I haven't seen Shazam, I, and I think Shazam looks very good. It looks fun. It looks poppy. It does. Bubblegummy. <laughs> Aquaman was a fairly happy movie.
1: Well, I mean, if you just want Jason Momoa walking around going, "My man." Compared
0: to every other DC my man movie, compared to every other DC movie Aquaman, Aquaman w- was like Barney and Friends. Like every other DC movie is so
1: dark and so dismal. Well, uh you're right, but I do think that there was some awesome parts of Wonder Woman. I will agree with that. I do think Wonder Woman got a little heavy-handed in the third act, especially when they kill like they kill that full village. I'm like, "Oh my god, you didn't need to do that." Yeah. Like they fought so hard to save that village. But men suck. Uh, oh man. And then, you know, the Aries fight, I'm like, oh my God, this just became every other DC movie. But like, I mean and Aquaman, pure-
0: uh, don't get me wrong, Aquaman had some dark dark moments, but it, it was it was a little more lighthearted. But think about
1: the hopeful part though of Wonder Woman. Yeah. The no man's land scene. Like Wonder Woman climbs like fucking Deanna climbs the fucking trench and she's like no man can you know she fucking goes, climbs the fucking trench fucking shield sword and she just charges the fucking the enemy the fucking Germans and like holy shit and they get so fucking hopeful and they're all like oh shit follow her boys and they fucking you know they they save that town like they take it I know that town like gets destroyed later and it's like oh shit people suck but it was like oh my god just for like like five minutes I'm watching a superhero movie Yeah, I'm watching what a superhero was to me as a kid yeah and it's like i mean i cried i was so happy watching that scene like climbing the trench dropping the fucking coat shield sword charging and like she's jumping through she's using the last and i'm like this is a comic book and not and not just
0: that (coughs) the rallying cry the rallying cry behind it and you everyone looking
1: and going we can do this And it's like, we can can absolutely do this. And I think that's what scares me about the Joker. Like, that's how I felt watching Wonder Woman. I was like, oh my God, I was so like motivated, like do good shit. Is the Joker gonna motivate people to do bad shit? Yeah. Like, this is a character. The the thing that scares
0: me is the, the, the thing that scares me most is probably the people, like you said, that are excited to see this movie. Are you a fan of the character, or are you just a fan of what the Joker has become in pop culture? Are you a fan of Joker and Harley and putting on all this? And that? even that's Puddin? not... You said Putin? Puddin. Putin. Putin? Oh Puddin. my goodness. You know, it, it's... it's. But if you look at the character, you'll see this is not a character to idolize in any sense of the word. I agree Not even put on a pedestal. Yeah. I mean, this is you... a psychopathic killer. It's a terrorist beyond doubt. a man who got diplomatic immunity so he could kill Robin and get away with it. Yeah, I remember. All right,
1: well, I. Uh, I it mean, sounds like we are not uh, we are not in support of the Joker movie. No. I think that's the general consensus <laughs> by the uh, the Council of the Crow and Commandos. Uh, I don't. I. We'll have to touch back. Here's the problem. I'm not going to see the movie. I'm I just don't either. plan to. I'm not
0: either.
1: Maybe we'll loop back around. Maybe if everyone comes out, I'll be like, the movie's not what we thought. Maybe I'll give it a shot. But right now, I. I'm very confident in saying I will not be seeing the Joker uh, and I agree and as the as
0: the fan of the character I will not be seeing this movie.
1: But let's hope that even if the movie is what we thought it was, let's hope that it doesn't... Let's hope it doesn't end. Let's hope that it's just it's a footnote. You know, he can go off and win his awards and we'll just... I like Joaquin Phoenix.
0: I think he's a decent actor.
1: Okay, my first... uh, I like him. uh, I've seen him in movies. I mean, obviously, Uh, I've seen him in movies. Ring of Fire is probably the first thing I've seen. Ring of Fire is fun. It's got my girl Reese Witherspoon in it. Uh, He was in Return to Paradise with Vince Vaughn and I can't remember who else was in it. And he plays a gentleman who dies at the end. Spoilers for Return to Paradise, a 20, maybe 30-year-old movie. And that was my what well, I think that was my first experience with him. I was taking like a philosophy class. First one I really remember. And I was like, oh yeah, it's the guy. It's Lewis from that movie. And uh, he plays pretty well man. He does he does really well in that in that role I think. I've never
0: seen him in a role where I'm like this is a terrible film. This or this is a terrible role. He's always at least decent in anything he's in.
1: I don't know. That was her, wasn't it? With The House with Scarlett Johansson.
0: Mm, I uh, that I don't know.
1: All right. Well, we'll look that up later and get back to you guys. But we'll see. Uh Joker is not a movie. I don't think. I don't think we're gonna be seeing it. But maybe we will. If we do, we'll update you on our thoughts. Yep. And uh maybe we'll update you in a couple months. Like, hey, things didn't uh, the world didn't fucking burn down, thankfully. So we've got that going for us. Hopefully nothing comes of it. Agreed. And
0: I I, we can only hope.
1: All right, guys. Uh, Episode two. We've talked for about an hour. Sixteen.
0: I think we are naming this one. The Pup Romancer. Yeah. Pup Romancer. Pup Pup Romancer. Well, uh, we'll drop
1: that back. Uh, Do you guys have any final thoughts before we tag out tonight? Uh, Just
0: we are going to post this on Facebook under the Crowing Commandos. So if you guys like subscribe, let us know what you think about the show uh, in the comments or in, in just in general. Uh, We would really appreciate it. Tell us how we can do better. Tell us how we can do what we're doing that's kind of not great. And and we will be happy to try and and do
1: better, be better. Anything, Sarge? I'm good. Uh, All I can say is I really hope that you guys give us a five-star rating. If not, uh, just give us an honest rating and let us know what you think. Let us know what we can work on. We are very new to the podcasting scene, and we're very new to this, but we think that we we are very passionate. We are. I think we're going to do well. I th- and I think that's what will get us through.
0: Is we are very passionate. We want to hear from you. Let us hear from you. Tell us what we're doing.
1: And with that, I uh, think that we'll do one final thing and we'll sign out. Uh, I was thinking that we add an inspirational quote or just some sort of quote at the end of the episode that I think ties into the things we're going to be talking about. So I found this from C.S. Lewis. <clears throat> I think it works really well. Especially, You know, it's an author. It was banned book week. And I know that his books got banned. <laughs> Since it is so likely that children will meet cruel enemies, let them at least have heard of Brave Knights and Heroic Courage. Oh, I like it. Cool. And with that, Commandos, hopefully you've heard of Brave Knights, Heroic Courage. If not, I'll listen to this podcast again. I think we've talked about a couple. Thank you guys so much for listening. This is Rooster, Squiggles, and Surge. And we're signing out. See ya. The opening intro was produced by Nathan Bradley. Thanks, Nate.